Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, cats. Cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish. There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. Hump Day edition of Kentucky Roll Call, July 13th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio. 961 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. And we got intern Jacob in the house on your Wednesday. How's everybody doing? Eyeballs a little tired. A little tired today. But. Well, we'll get in the groove of things. Just get to talking a little bit and kind of kick the rust off. Um, Scooter, how about you? Uh, I'm pretty much in the same boat. Pretty tired. Stayed up. You, you got me hooked on a loan now, so You're I welcome. got home late. Stayed stayed up and watched two episodes. Unbelievable. But I'm good. I'm good. You you all act like the 7 a.m. radio show is a surprise to you. Like, what? It's 7 a.m. this morning. I'm going to be exhausted. <laughs> It's true. I, I mean, I just I can't get home from work and go right to sleep. So that's yeah, that's my the, issue. The thi- I think the thing is, Justin, is if you do want to go straight to sleep, though, you can't watch an hour long show. Though you yeah. can't watch any show. No, you can watch like a twenty minute sitcom. That's usually palate right. cleanser show. See, yeah. that's not enough for me though. I need I need more relaxation time. <laughs> Have you tried a twenty minute palate cleanser show? I haven't. Yeah, just a little sitcom, and then you fall asleep. I'm pretty committed on the hour series. The Office. Yeah, he won't. He I, I won't do, show that. No, I do need to try it. It's just, guys, that's so daunting. There's so many. Yeah, no. Well, there's yeah, only 20 you, minutes you can at a time. Watch three of them in the time that you watch one alone. That's true. So think about that. No, Jack. That's. I, I still have to watch Jack. Stranger Things too, though. I got quite a list going. I would go, uh, Stranger Things, not a palate cleanser, go to bed show. Yeah, no, no, no. Commitment. (laughs) Big time commitment. The Office, it is. You want something you can fall asleep to and it not be the end of the world. If you fall asleep during one Office, who cares? Yeah, you go back. But what if I miss the jokes? You go back, you rewatch it. Either rewatch it someday or you'll just miss that joke. Fair enough. Intern Jacob, how the heck are you? I'm doing pretty good. I um, stopped at Thornton's this morning, got me a breakfast sandwich. Woo! Um... So I'm not hungry. I'm not tired. Got a Mountain Dew, a little little jump start. Wow! But, um, Extra entries into the summer cash bash. Yeah. Um, went and saw Cal yesterday. It was pretty cool. But 
Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Did you did you get in the line to get his autograph? I did, and I got one of the posters. I tried to steal one for the studio, and they, they caught me, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> well, rumor on the street is Kentucky Krogh has some extra ones. Ooh. And how are you going to go see Cal and not – did you say, hey, I, I was with KRC this morning. Did you – were you on assignment? Of course I did. Okay. I'm not, I'm not a dummy. Good, good. Well, what did he say? He was like, um, he was like, oh, good. I, uh, I, I was glad to do it. I hope you guys enjoyed it and stuff like that. Nice, great. Talked to Oscar as well. He's doing, doing pretty good. Did you ask him about your latest homework assignment? I did. I said, Oscar, we have a class together. And he was like, oh, which one? I was like, Com four forty nine or whatever. He was like, oh, he's like, what's your name? I was like, Jacob. He was like, oh, I respond to you all the time. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you do. That's, that's right. That's pretty awesome. Well, cool. That sounds, it seems like a good time. I could not believe how many people were out there. You, you, yeah, you do that a little, was a ton. Do, of you do a little Kentucky roll call promotional and look at the look, look at the audience. <laughs> Come on, They're advertisers. All, yeah, seriously. If there's when I was standing in line, there was some KRC. Uh, there were some people, and they were like talking to this other group of people and they're like oh i didn't even know about this like how'd you guys hear about it and they're like oh uh, we heard it on the radio i was like yeah you did <laughs> oh, well, that's <laughs> yeah nice. you did yeah I, I i jokingly sarcasm thought tweeted out that exact thing that i just said oh a little promotional on krc goes a long way and then it reminded me speaking of the office and jokes of when michael scott and they're doing the radar run and he gets beat by Dwight, so he's mad about it. So then he jumps in front of Oscar, but there's a car going. Yeah. He's like, 31, 31, <laughs> ran 31 miles per hour. Oscar's like, that's impossible, Michael. That's what we've. That's what I feel like. Big crowd out there. You're welcome, UK and John Calipari. Heck, even the folks in Western Kentucky, which we're happy to help out with. And they did tell me that if they were able to find something, because the tour continues today, Roush. They yes. where, where are they going? London? Uh, that is correct. They are going to be uh, in London, Kentucky at yeah. uh, the Kroger on West Highway 192. You ever been to that Kroger? 1 to 2.30 today. And I'm pretty sure all of the times are 1 to 2.30 except for Saturday. They'll go a little bit earlier at Moorhead. Never been to the London Kroger. Have stayed at the London... Was it a Holiday Inn Express a hotel, like right there off the highway? We did a, a, a Eastern Kentucky double dip basketball trip. Played uh, Corbin and Clay County back to back nights. Mm. So I was gonna say, like, what, what would, why would you be spending the night? It was, it was. It? Those were fun games. Although I got, I got completely hosed at Corbin. It was uh, coaches almost got in a fight. It was a, uh, it was a whole ordeal. How far is London from Lexington? Like an hour. Probably, yeah. Okay. Yeah, about that. I don't know if I've ever had the pleasure to hang out and to take a L- take London. a stop in London, go across the their UK, bridge in the UK or the KY. They're famous bridges. <laughs> Do they really have famous bridges in London? Yeah, it's falling down. No. See, it'd be fun. Like you know, that would be like great if they had London. a replica. Yeah, you'd like you'd have like a. You'd have a clock. You'd call it like Little Ben. <laughs> I just feel like you'd have to play up. Oh, if you really steer into this kid, there. maybe they do. I'm, I'm sure we have a listener or two in London that will that could could inform us or let us know. But they'll they'll be there today. But they did want uh, when we were setting up the interview yesterday. I said, "What about people that can't go and donate gift cards or this, that, or the other? What would you tell them to do?" And they do have a text line set up that you could. If you're not able to go, it is you can text give G I V E to eight five nine nine five five eight one seven three. So that will also help donate 
some funds to the tornado relief efforts in Western Kentucky. And going back and listening to the interview with Calipari, not just for no other reason besides one, wanted to make sure he said the things that I thought that he said to make sure that it sounded okay. Uh, And it did. Well done, producers, getting that to happen. But he talks about this wasn't, you know, millions and millions of people affected. I think that's a good point. It's easy to kind of just move and gloss over when it's not an entire half of the country that was impacted or an entire city of 2.3 million people or something. It just, this is a small town, rural town, Kentucky, mm-hmm. and they still need help. So glad that uh, Kentucky and UK is still putting the focus on them. I also think it's really cool. They're getting out there and meeting people. I think it's good for the fan base. I think it's good for a season, upcoming season roush where expectations are high and people just want to get excited about UK basketball again. And we had a great regular season last year and it's just unfortunate the way that it came down uh, came to an end, yeah, down to yeah. St. Peter's in that NCAA tournament game. So this all seems, it kind of seems therapeutic a little bit. Like, uh, Well, and especially for folks like myself who live online, it's it's part of my job is just being online all the time. And I, I don't want to, like, call us brave, courageous heroes, but, I mean, I felt like we were fighting the fight for those people that were standing out there that aren't online every day. Because that, that that's the that yesterday was a great reminder that hey, uh, the online world isn't a representation of the real world. The exactly. the seventy percent of angry people online versus the thirty percent of nice people online. There's a lot more people that are nice that just aren't online mm-hmm. that still like their coach that are willing to show up and wait in line for an hour and ninety degree weather on a Tuesday yeah. afternoon in July. Then there, I mean, it was it was so it, like the the story that I wrote from our interview had 175 comments, and as I'm checking to see like what the interaction is, and just like all these, wah, 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 it, Jack has this time lapse video of people wrapped around a Kroger. It's like those are real people. Those are real mm-hmm. people, and it, I just I I, I I feel like I needed that. Even though there are more angry people, and I totally understand why there would be more angry people. A lot of those are just going to turn a blind eye to facts and reason just to be angry online. They just are. And there's nothing you can do to convince them. Mm-hmm. There was some dude just arguing with somebody else in my mentions. He got lazy in recruiting, just like Tubby. And I'm like, oh, when he brought the National Player of the Year back and then signed another number three player, and then he's got this guy, and then this. It's like, you're, you're just, you, you, don't, you don't care about the facts. Like, you just want to be mad online. The people who... So, the overwhelming majority, as mad as they were, they're going to get over it and they're going to be happy about it. And I just, I, I'm glad that Kentucky is doing this to help, um, help hit the reset button before we get back into the nitty gritty of things. Go back to the Bahamas and start playing some basketball. Yeah, when the pandemic happened and they took away the NCAA tournament from Tyrese Maxey and that amazing group of UK Wildcats that definitely could have won a national championship, uh, gone to a Final Four. I think all those things were were on the table for that team. Nobody would have thought that, hey, one of the worst seasons in UK basketball is going to be on the horizon this upcoming season. We did chat about, like, hey, could UK be impacted more by the pandemic for lack of practice time with a group of young players? We at least talked about it, but nobody thought what was coming was going to come. And then, of course, the St. Peter's loss. Nobody, we were, they were, probably the most popular national championship pick Kentucky was last season. So my point is you can't really foresee 
when stuff like that happens. But the way it's set up right now, Roush, is UK is going to go into this upcoming season, preseason top three, top four, somewhere in that ballpark. Some people may have them number one. They'll be a popular national championship pick. They're returning the national player of the year. All the things to get excited for that you mentioned are true. And then you look a little bit further down the page and you look at Calipari potentially putting together one of his best recruiting classes ever, which is crazy to say out loud, but it's it's true. Putting together one of his best classes ever. We're going to talk a little UK yep. basketball recruiting. That wouldn't happen till the 2023-2024 season. And you can't help but think that, like, good, if, if we're doing a reset right now and we're trying to get some of the disgruntled fans back on board, this is the time to do it because the future looks incredibly bright. Again, I brought up the fact that nobody would have thought that these last two years would have been as turbulent as they have been. So nothing's really guaranteed in college sports or in life for that matter. But things look really promising for the future. Things look really, really good for UK mm-hmm. basketball. And not crazy to think that could John Calipari go on another mini-dominant run? He's going to have the talent to do so. Uh, do, do you put it together all on the court? And I think there's a decent chance they do that, Roush. Yeah, that's kind of what he told us, too. Like, I'm not going anywhere. Let's turn it up a notch. And um, Yeah, the contract comment was really popular. A lot of people not 100% sure what to make of that. Because there's, there's, there's um, wiggle room in that. There's... If you're going to commit to it all the way, 2029 is a long way away. That's yeah. right. Like that's, I'm bad at math. Seven years from now. Yes. Eight a, seasons, I believe. It's a long way. That would be 20 years in at 20 seasons at Kentucky. Um, but the two years away, that would put him retiring at 70. Which actually I can't see. Around 70, you could. I don't know. Just I, because I don't, know. I don't know. I mean, like K is. 89 years old or something like that. He's a freaking dinosaur. He, I think he was like 73. Yeah, but, I mean, what else is Cal going to do? Is Cal, is Cal really going to just like – Cal's going to be a terrible retired person. He's not going to know how to just go to the golf he'll course. Be on, yeah, he'll be on TV and he may – hell, maybe even consider a little career in, pol- in politics, probably not at the age of 70. But, but, but I don't think it's as – that statement isn't as far-fetched as I initially thought it was. But I, I could, it's conceivable. Um, but I think many thought about that getting to that finish line of that student or that university ambassador job. Um, and that would be after the 24 season, correct? Yes. Or any time after. You know, like he's on an incredible recruiting tear right now. What if that just keeps going? Yeah, what if the 24 class is just as dominant? And yeah. What if, if the 23 team shows up, they kick all kinds of ass, and he's like, wait, do I really need to – I don't need to go anywhere. This is – or 23-24, I keep saying recruiting. I think of it in recruiting classes terms, but it's actually, I, I should think of it as like the spring season because like the next team is technically the 23 team. Correct. Boing, boing, boing. 23 uh, class is the one they're recruiting right now, and then 23-24 uh, would be the season you have Dillingham playing and mm-hmm. uh, Reed Shepard and apparently maybe a lot of other really, really, really good players. Can I also just, while before we get to substantive talk, I've never in my life, it is July, and I keep having to think, like, it's it's 2022, right? I, I should not have to look up what year it is as much as I do. It's more, it's multiple times a week. I don't know what's wrong with me. 
It's not good. Yeah. Probably need to look into that. Yeah. Any advice from the guys in that room? No. Nope. Roush, forgetting what year it is? No. Okay, no advice from those I've guys. I've got nothing, yeah. Well, I, well. I thought I had something clever, but I got nothing. Mm-hmm. By the way, I, it's hard to believe Cal's 63 years old, and he still looks the exact same as he did when he was 33. Eh. I mean, he just doesn't. Doesn't look the same eh. that he did in 2015. Eh. I think he does. Ducky job ages, folks. I mean, Although, his, his hair's a lot more gray, but, I mean, he... He looks good okay. for 63. Generally speaking, even though it has aged him quite a bit, he still is. It, it, I would look much older Correct. going for, you know what I mean? Like yeah. for, compared to the general person who, you know, aging them 10 years, he doesn't look that bad. But you're also bald, so that's going to make you look older. That's fair. As life goes on, whereas Very Cal fair. has this full flush head of hair. On the flip side, though, Roush, when he's 60, could be showing pictures and say, hey, look, I don't look all that unsimilar to how I was oh, when I was 26. Yeah, I'm going to be – I'm going to look the – exactly, exactly. I'm, <laughs> I'm, my goal is to just get to looking like I'm 50 when I'm 30, and then people are saying, wow, you haven't changed a bit. Yeah, you'll look – you looked old when you were young, but you'll look young when you're old. Exactly, yes. <laughs> Which – Maybe a better conversation for off air, but my friends and I have talked about like people around our age, Roush, that have started to kind of get work done. Do you have any friends? Know any friends? Well, what kind of work? Really? Like, like, like cosmetic? Yeah, yes. Because I could, okay, I could see. Like if, some Botox stuff, like just like, you know, looking out for wrinkles. We are way feet, too young stuff for that. Like that. I would, I would say. I totally I, agree, Scooch. I would, I would get doing hair plugs early though. Like doing it before it's a bad problem. If he had the money, I could I could see doing that. Yeah, I, I I have no issue with people doing whatever they want. I wasn't really talking more so about hair, although I guess that should probably be like TJ. If you got plugs now, nobody would ever notice. Like now would be the time to stave it off. But the thing is, like my good friends will would or just like close friends, and then I don't know. I just I, I don't. They work. They look good for the people that do them, but I. Then I think it's almost like a self-admittal that, like, hey, I really just didn't feel myself without my hair. And then if that's the case, I just, like, you need your hair to feel like yourself. It's true. And also... And some people do. And if they do, that's your own right. It doesn't affect me. It's none of my business. But... The Botox one makes less sense because it's impermanent. Like, you're just... You're actually speeding up the process because you have to do it more often. I don't understand that. Like, and that's the thing, is that they do it... And I'm sure that, like, down the road, it's going to prevent wrinkles and stuff like that. But in the intermediate, you don't always look like you look, you kind of look like a 60 year old woman now, like that you've done stuff to your face. And when you're 60, people are going to be like, oh, you look just like you did when you were 30. But that won't be so much, like, it won't be so much a compliment. I don't understand it. I don't don't get it. But Mm -hmm. again, it's not for me to get, not for for me to understand. It's these other people just got too much money. That's, I think, what it is. Like, wow. spend it, save it or spend it elsewhere. I just yeah, don't get why everybody's so afraid of wrinkles. I mean, that, those are like... Those are inevitable. Nobody's defeated. Ev- everybody's going to get <laughs> yeah. wrinkles, but those are like your your marks for growing up, you know? Like, that's... I don't, yeah, that's, I, I like that. That's a, yeah. that's a good... Oh, what a wacky idea Wednesday time. You know, just really marks were. for growing up. Yeah, I think once Ponce de Leon, I think he was the end-all, be-all. You're going to age. Yeah, yeah. You can travel across the world... You can spend all the all the money, all of King Solomon's gold, as Ralph so says about once a, once a show. It seems like, yeah, you're just gonna age. It's hey, you gonna, know it doesn't happen. You know it doesn't age. Oh boy, what's that? 
Trevor's Louisville wins take. Oh. Did not age well. Talked to an Eastern Michigan fan at my bar last night. Oh, boy. He was he he said it was the easiest bet I've ever made. He said <laughs> he said they're gonna roll through the Mac this year. So that was good news. So I'm I'm looking for the Eagles to have more wins at the end of January than Louisville has total. <laughs> So, uh, so uh, one other thing about the aging John Calipari, it like that is one thing uh, you hear a lot. Roush, the Kentucky, you know, the Kentucky job just ages you like crazy. He's also been there fourteen years, <laughs> like and people it's like get a, older. as a sixty-five year old or sixty-three year old, excuse me, you just you, you age. It happens. Anybody over the course of fourteen years is going to age. Jacob in fourteen years is going to look different. All of us will. That being said, Justin, what are we going to do with your five hundred dollars? Um, not get Botox. Mm, yeah, I'm not gonna do anything to prevent aging. I'll tell you that. Probably spend it all on the golf course. Well, I gotta buy y'all lunch. Yeah, we gotta have a lunch. And then the rest mm-hmm. is gonna be probably spent on the golf course. Hey, by the way, speaking of looking different, Jacob just brought up the point. When'd you shave your beard? What? Oh, was that uh, was that there yesterday? No. Yeah, yeah you all didn't notice this yesterday. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Running in there this with is, that. No, this is brand new. Ralph is a mustache. Sure. No, it is because I was I, I was like oh. Look at you there. Yeah, mustache. But I didn't specifically say, like, hey, nice mustache, man. It was just time for the beard to go. The mustache is not going to stay. I did the thing where I just didn't shave my face last week, so I had, like, a 10-day beard. Don't know how you had that beard this whole summer. I yeah, was, it feels good without it, but you, you don't really know when you have it, you know? It's just there. Like once I'd, Fair. I'd had a beard for like a year. almost, like, two years. Yeah, so yeah. you just get used to it. It'd been a long time. And then this mustache hasn't been taught. It'll be sad when I shave this bad boy. We did like the reaction video to see what the baby would think of me being, because first time without a beard in her life. And she was a little confused, but it wasn't like, it wasn't, the video wasn't good because she was just like, dad. And like, she went and like touched my face and stuff <laughs> like that. She's the cutest little girl in the world. But yeah, she, she was like, it took her like 20 seconds to be like, oh, okay. Well, that's you. Is uh, Lucy, she, uh, She's probably uh, rolling around now, right? Is she, oh, she's she, like climbing on stuff. She, she like, she's not, not walk, fully crawling. She just, she's crawling. She is nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, she's all over the place. She's like a little water bug. <laughs> Once she's able to like lift herself up onto things, then it's just gonna that's gonna be a disaster. Oh, but yeah, like pretty much any time we see her now, it's just she's like on top of something looking over at us. Oh, that's good. She knows good fall downs too. Land on butt, then go down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, um, yeah. it's pretty fun too. Once you get into the early walking because they got their sea legs, you know? So, you know, it's kind of take like three steps and then like. Yeah, I think that's next. And like we haven't fully baby proofed the house yet just because we haven't had to. Yeah. And now we need to start. Stairs. Watching out for corners. Yeah, making sure the stairs are out of the equation. More so like so the just corners like, are going to just be inevitable. Her lifting self up on furniture that could fall over is a uh-huh. big concern. Yeah. Understandably so. But, right. Like so a big uh, bookcase. or mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. we got a couple bookcases and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We read books. Not a huge deal. But, uh, yeah. So. <laughs> or you just sit a bunch of pictures on it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I love that now, bookcase. Just decorative shelf for mm-hmm. photos. Yeah, really, it's kind of what it's turned into. Get your text into the Thornton's text line and get your butt into a Thornton's. Roush mentioned the Summer Cash Bash earlier in the show. $10,000. 
It's not five hundred dollars. If you were if you're new to KRC, our producer Justin Kalen has a five hundred dollar bet with the producer of the Mike Rutherford show and former KRC producer until he was fired for music selections, Trevor Kelsey. They have a five hundred dollar bet who has more wins between Eastern Michigan in basketball or U of L in basketball. It's just at the end of the season, when it's all said and done, both teams' seasons have come to complete. Which number is more in the win total will be the winner of $500. UofL has one guard on their roster. I like, I don't know anything about Eastern Michigan. I like where Scoot stands in this bet. I like where he stands in that bet. Now, again, so he'd win $500. That's just a drop in the bucket compared to what Thornton's has given away each and every week, $10,000 when you download the app and you sign up for their summer cash bash. And then at the end of it, they're giving away a 2022 Chevy Tahoe brand spanking new. And you can't beat that. We love Thornton's. We love Alex Cupper and Kelly Leonardo. And we love the Thornton's text line. 502-414-1450. You send it in. We read it on air. This is KRC. We're going to talk some UK basketball recruiting. Huge news last night. Don't go anywhere. Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, intern Jacob on your Wednesday no, it's not Taco Tuesday anymore, but okay. you can get tacos on Wednesday at Sausaritas. Nobody's mm-hmm. going to say anything to you. You can get queso. Mm, yep. Guacamole. Queso month. I already saw that they started their, their, I already know their August promotions. Oh, wow. Which is pretty sweet. They're always, they're always doing something. Off? They're always giving back. What's that? You want to tip us off or no? Uh, I would be going to Sausaritas on Tuesdays in August. That's for, that's just what I'll say. Okay. Hmm. Feel like double double points. Double the pleasure. Every double the fun. Every single Tuesday, but that's not. It's Queso Month. We're not. We're not wishing away Queso Month. No, no. Salsaritas has two locations in Louisville. If you haven't been, it beats all the competition that we're not even going to name out of the water. It's fresher. It's more delicious. It's cheaper. They give you more food. They've got Blue Powerade out of a fountain, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And their locations are just cleaner, nicer, more pleasant to sit in, eat in. And if you're somebody that's too busy to sit in and eat in, Middletown has a drive-thru for you. Also, that's what the app's for. You can order online, and it'll be waiting for you at the store. Or they can deliver it to you. And remember, if you have any event this summer, I know most graduation parties probably probably up, but you may be, hey, going back to school party. Salsarita, it doesn't matter if it's five people, 5,000 people, they'll take care of your catering needs. You can do it all online on the app. Did you uh, did you see that Mrs. Salsarita's son made the cut at the Barbasol? I was watching a little bit, yeah. Yeah, uh, Stephen Stallings Jr., former UK golfer. Yeah, did okay, I think. Yeah, he ended up uh, finishing, I think, three under. 
Yeah, those, those tournaments. I, I don't love tournaments like where the winners he, minus or you know twenty four under, twenty three under, or something like that. I mean, he was playing well the last day. He went four over, so shot a seventy six. That's the thing is when you see like those scores where there's so many good golfers that are probably like eight under, five under, six under, and in in an opportunity to like try to be aggressive, it just all unraveled for him. Yeah. Yeah, he was um, doing a little math. Five under going into Sunday, which, you know, no, better than that. Either way, I'm bad at math right now. But um, I'm with you, though. Where You you have to be overly aggressive. Yeah, you'll see some scores and be like, wow, they were 15 strokes off the lead. They must have stunk. It's like, no, really, they were right there three days of the four. They just had that bad day. Missed some birdie putts and had a bad day. Honestly, it's what makes makes golfers so impressive the fact that you got if you want to win a tournament you really can't be bad a day which is kind of like you could be um, like okay a day and i know there's some exceptions to that because they play golf all the time but for the most part you need to be pretty darn solid four straight days and you need to be great probably one of those days which kind of echoes tiger's comments yesterday that's what i was going to kind of get right, to he's, yeah Talking uh, about the live 54 holes yeah and and tiger hasn't done a lot of as much as we've heard um People making remarks about the live. I think this was his first opportunity to really talk at length about it because he's playing in the open. I think when once this started, he has, you know he hasn't played in, in a while, and his big concession was, you know, I I, I don't understand how like the the fifty four hole concept. You, that's this is not. It's just not how. It's not how we play golf. <laughs> like I, I, I don't. I don't know a better way to be more eloquent about it than just to share to read his exact comments verbatim. But he's like, I'm worried about some of these younger guys who took a sacrifice and might not be able to get back to where they were. Like this, this might derail their careers. Sure, they get guaranteed money, but what's it going to be like in the long term for them? What's the motivation to practice if you have guaranteed money and you're only playing three rounds of golf in a weekend? It's true. I mean, most people may say, I don't, I don't care. Like I'm rich. I don't care. I mean, look at Phil Mickelson. He's what? 31 over through their first two tournaments. Is he really? But he's got millions and millions of dollars. I mean, I th- I do think Tiger had some good points in that, Roush. Especially like, where's the incentive to practice? Where's the incentive to get better? Because you are getting all that money up front. And I mean, what's if you win a tournament and get four million? What's that compared to your one hundred and fifty million you really got to sign on? Dropping right? a bucket, yeah. And then, but but those people in the lib would say like, I I don't care. Like my motivation sure. is I've I've made it already. Like I yeah. If people don't want to go watch me play golf because I've mailed it in then I don't care. Like, I'm rich. I've hit the goal. I've beaten the boss. Well, everything else here is just, like, will my golf legacy take a hit? Sure, but again, I don't care. I'm so stupid rich. Well, and that's something else Tiger said, was that if it wasn't for the PGA Tour, all these guys wouldn't even be in a position to go over to the live. So... I don't know. I'm I'm with Tiger. I, I loved his his thoughts on it all yesterday. I loved his thoughts on it too, and I agree with Tiger. I'm just saying this this isn't like somebody's right and somebody's wrong, in my opinion. The people that wanted to go to the live, I'm sure they thought about it. I'm sure the, the Tiger's points have probably have are something that they've discussed with their agents, with their family, with their friends. But I just think at the end of the day, the almighty dollar is king. They know all that to be true, and their grandkids' grandkids. Assuming money is is 
invested properly wouldn't have to work a day in their life because great grandpa pop Dustin Johnson signed the most stupid golf deal of all time. See, now... So, like, my golf legacy can take a hit, but my kids' kids' kids are going to not have to work. Like, I think, okay, I'll, I'll be okay. I, I was talking to a guy about all this last night, and he brought up some really good points about Dustin Johnson. When you think about the fact that he's going from, what, 25, 30 tournaments a year down to 11? Guy just got married. He's got a young kid. They're likely trying to have another kid at some point. He's 38 years old. That family time is valuable at this point in his life. So I, sure. I get it from the older guys' perspectives. Yeah. Like I'll never understand the, like the Morikawas that are going over and just. Well, he's he, not going over. Did, did, he didn't end up going over. No. Oh, no. Okay. That gotcha. was just a rumor. I mean, Matt, yeah, Matt Wolf, but he's he's not good. <laughs> and then to argue myself, a, and you're right, Justin. That that's true. To argue myself a little bit. You would say you could you could get like a Justin Thomas who's not on the live and be like I'm I, I'm also rich my kids kids aren't probably going to work either they're going to be fine enough money is enough money and I'm still in the running to go down as one of the best golfers of all time where you all have put this asterisk next to your name that's always going to be a stink people are going to remember you as golfer and then they'll instantly say oh yeah that guy went to the live and got paid so. That there's, I don't think there's any right answer. Everybody's got to do what they feel is best for them. But I did appreciate Tiger's thoughts on it. It's an interesting. It's I mean he's right. It's it's interesting because he's right. <laughs> so it's good to hear from him. And then by the way, to start hour two, uh, we're going to do a live open draft Ooh. where we're each going to draft. It's only going to take about like three minutes too. We're going to be very quick on it. This isn't going to be like a 30 minute segment where it's not going to be like your friend's fantasy football draft that takes forever. We got to drag it out. The, no one cares. This is going to be quick, but we're each going to pick three golfers in a draft snake order. And then if one of those golfers out of the 12 wins, then we'll, the winner will get the pot. If no, if one of the four, 12 golfers does not win, the open, then we'll carry over the pot to the next. We're going to do majors, but this is the last major, so we may just do it for another tournament. Can I just say how wild that is? The middle of July, and this is the last major. I I didn't like the PGA moving. Yeah, but on the other hand, they they get a little bit of a break, and then it's they crank up FedEx Cup kind of tournaments. But like, also, I don't really care about golf after the summer. Yeah, but that was like the PGA in August. It was like you're all right. Real sports are about to start. Let's take, <laughs> let's take it out of this. I won't care so much about it this year because we'll get the Bahamas tournament and whatnot. But right, yeah, right. it is crazy, Justin. I always have to do like a wow major season over. By the way, Roush, that's great. They get a break after, but that doesn't help us. So they really do do majors April, May, June, July, huh? Yep. Oh, and if you count the players, that's also in May, I believe. No, that's that they can move that up too. Is that earlier? It's now? before the it's before the Masters now, right? The players. I'm getting all confused. I'm almost positive. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. It's a March. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. Always around tournament time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because uh, you end up having to choose sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Well, so we're gonna do that. Probably start hour number two. Mm-hmm. It will not. So if you're like anti golf, it's not going to take long at all. If you're pro golf, it could be a good time. We could have some laughs. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's getting really funny. Huh. John Calipari's recruiting. <laughs> so 
just seems like UK is going to get Justin Edwards to commit here in a couple weeks. Oh, man. In Pretty that, much every expert is saying as much. So Justin Edwards, top 10 player in the 2023 recruiting class, small forward, the best or second best, depending on who you ask. For a while, it was Kentucky, Tennessee. Was, was Auburn also in the mix on him as well? He was going to play his basketball in the SEC. Whether yeah. it was UK, Tennessee, or Auburn, those were the big three. Seemed like if you asked us a week ago, if you asked us five days ago, if you asked us three days ago, seemed like Tennessee was the leader. And then Kentucky and Auburn both just doing whatever they could to try to knock Tennessee off the top spot. Something changed. Something changed because now everybody thinks mm-hmm. when he commits, he announced he's going to commit on July 25th, that when he commits, it'll be to Kentucky and he will join a class that already includes Reed Shepard, Bob Dillingham, and several more along the way are going to join. We just don't know exactly who. Will it be DJ Wagner, Aaron Bradshaw, Uganda Kingsley? And then there's been a lot of Ron Holland chatter lately as well, so we'll uh, we'll probably get to that a little bit later. But the uh, starting lineup of of Dillingham, Wagner, and Edwards one two three is as good as Calipari has had from a freshman standpoint. Yeah, from think, a freshman standpoint, I'd have to yeah. think back like would two sophomore Andrew and Aaron Harrisons, and then a freshman Devin Booker. Would that maybe you know I mean, 15, well, that fifteen team is so deep and loaded? I mean, but, but from like, a freshman standpoint, doesn't get better than those three if that happens. When you look at just recruiting rankings that year, Kentucky had the number one or two players, I believe, at every position, right? Julius Randle, Harrison Twins. Um, I, I don't know why I'm blanking right now. Um, uh, the, the Marcus Lee James was young. Marcus Lee. Yeah, James Young was first uh, shooting guard. Dakari was more highly touted. I think he was the second-ranked center. That year, every one, uh, you, you had one or two at every position. And Cal's kind of positioned himself to do that now. And what's, I think, most important in all of this is that Kentucky's seeming to get the momentum at the right time for all of these guys. We're there for a while, uh, you know, with Dillingham. Dillingham was once committed to NC State. Um, you you had a time where uh, many believed it was either Auburn or Tennessee, and Kentucky was kind of playing second or third fiddle there. Uh, and same thing with DJ Wagner, where mm-hmm. right, it's closing time. Cats are getting the momentum, and that if you want to talk about something that's been missing, Kentucky's had their hat on the table for the same guys throughout this entire process. Yeah. But now it looks like they're closing. And I think it's because they got their deal maker back. Oh, Orlando Antigua? Yeah. Which, let's go ahead and um, if if you all would like to Powell and Nick Roush, 502-414-1450, hand up one of my worst takes. In hindsight, 2020, I, I, I forgot when I went crazy, but I just went off on people. If you think that Orlando Antigua is just going to come back and wave a magic wand, then you're an idiot. He can't just do bib bib. Oh, man. Hand up. I was wrong. Big, stupid, dumb idiot. I think also Chin needs to get some love for what he's done. He was the driving force behind Dillingham. But this new staff, while Calipari was recruiting very, very well, this is what we've missed. 
Mm-hmm. And again, I didn't want to throw away if Kentucky's standard of recruiting was getting multiple top five or top ten guys, and instead it was multiple top twenty guys. I didn't want to tear down the house for that, Roush. While I did want it to be better, and I wanted UK to jump ahead of Duke, the people that were overreacting to Calipari always kind of come off as as doofuses, and they especially did with some of the recruiting chatter. That being said. He went from number one to number two, and results on the court seem to implicate that. If you, some people have different philosophies of what you believe. I, I just think the tournament is so incredibly random that I, I don't put as much stock into it. But you, you had some. You, you haven't been to the Final Four since fifteen. That's that. That shouldn't be the case at UK with the talent that Calipari's been bringing in. But there was a slight little drop-off in talent, at least the last few years. Slight. This is getting back to what you were doing the first five years at UK, the first seven years at UK. You could get, th- you could get three or four top ten players. That's crazy to think about. And he said on John Calipari said on Kentucky Roll Call yesterday that they may need to replace six or seven guys off this mm-hmm. year's team. They're recruiting like that. And they're recruiting not getting freshmen that, hey, we need you to be good, but if not, we've got an experienced guy at your position too. They're bringing Justin Edwards in to start. They're bringing Dillingham in to start. They want Wagner to start. They want those guys to be your starting three. It, it could be an incredibly young UK team, but it also could be a team with multiple lottery picks, yeah. multiple first-rounders. Mm-hmm. That wins in college basketball. That especially wins in March. So, exciting stuff. You've got a lot of experts switching their picks to Justin Edwards to Kentucky. So, whatever UK has done over the last week has convinced them. Auburn fans have cried about they the biggest nil package ever given to a recruit. Good. Hope it's true. Oh, yes. Hope it's true, Auburn. I need, to, I need to check that out. Let's go look at some Auburn message boards. Tennessee fans are crying about the same thing. Supposedly, and I've read this in a couple different places now, supposedly Justin Edwards plays on a stinky AAU team. They're not good. Mm. And it was a it was a wake-up call to him, Roush, that like I can't do this by myself. I need to be around some other good players. And not that Tennessee Tennessee and Auburn have have elevated their program status over the last several basketball seasons. And credit to Bruce Pearl and Rick Barnes for doing that at places that traditionally not great basketball powers. Tennessee, a little bit of a history. Auburn, a little bit of a history, but nothing that has spread throughout decades. So credit to them for doing that. They're not Eastern Michigan or Iona, so it's not like they were promising Justin Edwards come here and get all the shots in the world. But they're not going to have as many other pros around him as they would at Kentucky. So supposedly his experience on a bad AAU team has convinced him, I need I need some help. I want to play with some other good, great people. It's going to make me a better player. I'll, and it goes back to what Calipari told us yesterday, Roush. He talked about how with this team, yeah, we may be losing six or seven guys, but they need to go out there and prove it. And by doing that, they need to win. And he had a little comment. He said, Basically alluding to you need to win in March, too. The longer you go, mm-hmm. the more eyeballs you get on you. Totally and completely true. 
But they think they're going to have to replace a lot of people, and they're bringing Justin Edwards, Dillingham. They're trying to get Wagner and these guys to come in right away, play right away, and you could be getting another five-star commitment on July 25th. Never can remember a time where Peach Jam has been so – the consequences have been so high. Bradshaw seems like he's not going to commit, although some people are suggesting maybe he still could. Wagner, people are thinking it's going to be after Peach Jam most likely now. But even just having potentially so many commitments around that time, it's never been like that before. I think people want to get in early on the nil, commit to a place, and then start being able to be marketed. Uh Yeah, and I think that's part of the reason Reed Shepard committed as early as he did, and it was a good, good call on his part. But really, really exciting and good stuff down the pipe for UK basketball recruiting. Oh man, it's really funny to see these some of these message board commenters. Say we do get Edwards <laughs> and uh, Wagner. At that point, who do you think leaves after um, this season? Wheeler would be gone. Mm-hmm. Um, Does it change in the ones that we've talked about? No, Case and Wallace. The only person would be there's talks that Antonio Reeves wants to stay at UK for all of his college eligibility. If he doesn't have like a big enough year that NBA teams are aren't crazy about him, he'd really be in a really similar role to wh- probably what he'd be in this year. So whether he'd be six man off the bench, I think he could be back. Livingston gone, and then I don't really know the front court situation. But UK is recruiting front court players. Toppin's probably gone. Toppin's probably gone. Collins, you'd think, would probably be gone just on a potential standpoint. Right. Oscar, uh, who knows? Lance, who knows? But How about the, Lance? But the thing about – and also in that clip, the highlight pra- package uh, that they released the other day, Lance is throwing an alley-oop to Damien Collins. Oh, it's a, it's hilarious. <laughs> which, and it's also awesome. Which I think – great play. I, I saw some people be like, ah, I don't want them on the floor together. I don't look at it like that. One, I think Damien can spread you know, the floor a little bit more than people think. Yeah, and, and why – if you're going to play two bigs together – Yeah, I, I I agree. I think people think Damien's like a five. So when they have Damian, but you need Collins somebody to rebound. Court. I don't. I don't trust him rebounding. And he's not. He's as... just not a five. Like he's a, he's two ten. He's not a five. He'll get pushed around by any. <laughs> right, you right. know, yeah. Shot blocking could be really really fun for him. I'm excited. I mean, Damian Collins and I say Toppin be, are the two players I'm most excited to see. He'd be better blocking shots off the ball though. Not agree. Guarding. Yeah, somebody I've got direction. no issue yeah. with it. And more so, what I took from it was like, I mean, even Lance Ware can throw oops to this dude. Like even so, even Lance <laughs> from anywhere. So Damian Collins just being on the floor is going to be an oop, an oop risk for the defense to have to worry about. Because even if Lance Ware from the elbows throwing it up to him, then anybody can find Damian Collins on an oop. So excited about that. Uh, yeah, I have no idea what the front court's going to look like after this season, but I do know Wheeler will be gone, Wallace will be gone, Livingston will be gone. Maybe missing another one, but. You got to replace those guys, and they're doing it in a big way with some unbelievable recruits. Let's get to the Thornton's text line, get a few of these in before we go to our daily double break. Hopefully no Hall of Fame head coaches call during this break. Mm. And you leads, never know, though. Leads to a panic within no the kidding. big exports radio studios. I, I think I'm going to sit right here during the break. As the lights are flickering. <laughs> A texter on the Thornton's text line says, People keep talking about how Calipari says DJ is going to UK, and he's almost always right about these things. The Shaden Sharp saga is a major example of a time this wasn't true. Um, yeah, I, 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 
agreed. I, if we had more time with Calipari and we weren't promoting the Western Kentucky thing, that would be one question I'd want to ask him is just like, hey, why did two months ago you still think that Sharp was coming back? Like, can you can you get some more inside info where your line of thinking was? Because that he was not coming back, and most most everybody knew it. All that being said, I'm not buying Calipari was going around Spain telling everybody, like, that's my player. Yeah, yeah, no, I just don't believe that at all. Totally, it's just totally fabricated. And I also, it's the same thing with stuff like this on the the Auburn message board. He's getting the biggest nil deal in the history of paying players, even before it was legal. Five million dollars. It's like, dude, these are just, like, people just making things up. They are. You just... It's pretty clear that somebody's mad, so they're just going to make up something that doesn't make them look bad. Now, if Calipari did tell like one person, like, "Hey, I think we got a decent, I think we got a good chance. I like my spot on this guy," and then that caught wind like wildfire. Oh, and then it turns into telephone and Calip- Cal- telling everybody that he's got him. Calipari's allowed to be confident about somebody. I do find it interesting though that so UK staff super confident on Wagner, U of L staff super confident on DJ Wagner. They're both nobody's backing down, and if you do back down, it's probably a little bit of a sign of waving the white flag, and you can't do that until the the player commits to a school. But it reminded me, Roush, back when I was covering recruiting, how confident UK staff always was about recruiting. Yeah, and I would say like. Why wouldn't they be? More times than not, they get who they want. And that's true. More times than not, they do get who they want. But that was also a staff that included Kenny Payne. Mm. And now U of L staff now U of L staff is always confident. They thought they were getting all those transfers. You you remember. Yeah. Like when they Missouri State guy said no, some other guy, I think another Illinois State guy, uh, said no. There was a lot of lot of no's. Monty Bates said no. Hmm. I wonder if Should've I wonder if that no. false I wonder Should've if that gone, huh? wonder if that false no. confidence is coming from Payne himself. Huh, interesting. Cuz UK staff when you had him and Joel and Barbie they they didn't think they were missing. And they did. They did. Normally to Duke more times than not. Another texter 5024141450. Second most stressful game of my life so I got to call out Nick. Okay. I remember every possession of that Notre Dame Elite 8 game. Aaron did not ice that game. He hit a deep three to put us up by one with just over three minutes left. But Jer- Jerry and Grant hit a three on Notre Dame next possession, so it didn't matter. So I that I remember that wholeheartedly. It was like which three was more insane between the two of them. You can, and that's just kind of what game that UK-Notre Dame Elite Eight game was. Aaron Harrison hits that one, and you're like, oh, my gosh, that was the big shot that we needed. That we've been waiting for because they were struggling. instantly came down and hit that. But what I'd tell you, Texter, before I finish reading the rest of your text, and we appreciate you texting into the – Thornton's text line is what if Aaron Harrison didn't hit that three and Grant did? So by Roush, by that logic, Roush is right that it was still a huge, huge three. Maybe even more so important that Grant did come down and hit his three because if you didn't get that, could be curtains at that point. He says that uh, we stayed down by two until just over a minute left. A layup. So again, if Harrison doesn't hit that three, that's you're probably out of reach. A layup by Towns and a free throw by Andrew put us up two. Grant misses the game winner, and that's ball game. Aaron never shot the ball in the final three minutes. That I, is a fun fact about the final three minutes, though. Yeah, I um, I I, I forgot about that as well. I, I guess the stress of it, but Andrew didn't. I just looked up the play by play. Andrew didn't give Kentucky a lead until there was six seconds left on the clock, and he hit two free throws. (laughs) 
I, re- I do remember. Gosh. Yeah. Like, that game should not. And I know that I can, to my friends, that, like, I can be annoying during a U.K. sporting event. Just a, a huge fan. Can't help it, especially if you're adding alcohol to the equation. But I don't think I was probably ever more annoying than during that game. Because once UK went up, I don't know if they were like reviewing the clock or they were reviewing something. And there's timeouts, and then there's another timeout, and then there's another timeout. It was a long break between we were finally going to get that last play. And I was just screaming to anybody that listened to me, like, please, UK, just foul. Foul, let Notre Dame go to the free throw line. If they hit two free throws and force overtime, that's fine. But do not get these goobers a chance to beat you at the buzzer and be like the March Madness clip that they play 24-7. And UK didn't do it. I guess in, the, in, in hindsight, it was the right call. But I did not want Notre Dame to have a chance to end UK season because you knew they were going to shoot a three there. They weren't going to go for the tie. I was just begging UK to foul uh, on deaf ears. <laughs> was that game Was that game in Cleveland? Yeah, so yeah, hundreds right. of miles away in Louisville, Kentucky, just begging and UK to foul. They did not. felt like uh, UK hasn't done that that much. Foul? Yeah. Oh, they never And did. I was also – that was early on in the fouling when you're – to not let somebody shoot a three. That wasn't a common strategy at the time. So it would be a little bit risky, at least in my brain. When – well, normally it's yeah you don't. Well, normally you're up three and you foul to where correct. they don't tie. This and, would be totally unorthodox. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I understand. I understand. Oh, it. You, you had you had just like lost your mind. No, but I, I still to this day think it's the right <laughs> thing to do. I'm not going to be convinced otherwise. We need to end this hour. We can continue this an hour too. We're going to do our little open golf draft, which will be fun. It will not take long. I promise you that. We'll have our picks ready to rock and roll. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, and intern Jacob. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. What were you saying, Roush? Josh Ali wrote a book. Children's book. Oh, yeah, I knew that. Thanks for sharing. I had no idea. I thought you were the one that told me about it. I don't know. Well, Stevie Johnson also wrote a children's book recently, so easily to get. If you're a good wide receiver at UK, you write a children's yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. CJ Johnson had a everybody poops kind of book. Oh, really? Which you know, that's right. Everybody that's gets loose against U of L. No, no, no. Uh, CJ. Uh, CJ Johnson. Yeah, the poop guy. Remember? Oh, poop Bane? Gotcha. Yeah, he yeah. wrote a poop children's uh, book. I thought you said Stevie Johnson. Oh, everybody gets loose against U of L. Uh, Kentucky Roll Call, hour number two. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, intern Jacob. The Open Championship starts what, like in 12 hours or something? Like 15 yep. hours? Get in your point? bets now. Which um, a lot of people have been asking for Luckett's picks. We have picks that we're going to give. But Luckett, he, he does not have his column coming up, but he is going to tweet them out at some point today. So. Don't hurry it up. 
some people are in Indiana need to get their bets in. <laughs> Lock it. Yeah, like, what are you doing? You're waking up in the middle of the night. Damn it. Fire some tweets yeah, off. you got to be, you got to have stuff going on. Which I also appreciate, too, that even though Luckett is on dad duty, we're still, he's, like, texting me, you know, random college football things that he's finding on the internet. Like, um, one fun thing that I don't think he'll mind me sharing, uh, people forget that Shane Beamer was a part of Wakey Leaks. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know if I knew that. Yeah. Or he, cared. He was uh, at Virginia Tech when he was. Well, it's just people love Shane Beamer. and He does all kinds of interviews, but he never talks about, you know, getting information from Wake Forest before the game. You know, cheating. Yeah. Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. Has he been asked about it lately? No, nope. I think I'm going to have to ask him about it at SEC Media Days. You should. Wouldn't that be a real awkward? <laughs> so, uh, Wakey Leaks. <laughs> We'll blast some fast, but hey, You're like, hey it's, it's media day. It's not coach random day. Random question, yeah. Got this for you. Uh, are you familiar with who Anthony Dasher is? Uh, the name sounds familiar. Covers Georgia. Okay. For their rival site. Gotcha. He's going to be his 25th SEC media day. Oh, wow. Good for him. He, he ranked his top five SEC media day moments. Jesus. Oh, I was going to say media days. I'm like, you can't remember... But I could, okay, I can see moments. Um, all right, uh, Texas and Oklahoma has got to be like one or two. What does that mean? Last year, they that was when the news broke that they're oh, moving. Okay. Yeah, that's that's got to be in the top five moments. Here's what he's got, and some of these may not ring a bell. I'm I'm curious if they do for Roush. Number one, Robbie Caldwell, turkey inseminator. What? The year is 2010. And Caldwell took over interim bases after Bobby Johnson left earlier in the summer. Was asked to explain the difficulty of being thrust into the current job. My first hourly paying job was on a turkey farm. I don't know if I could tell you what my job was, but it was inseminating crew. That's a fact. I worked my way to the top. Best job I ever had. <laughs> Got paid by the hour for the first time. That was about 68 or 69. That's what we did every afternoon. Jeez. A former Vanderbilt head coach. Oh, People forget wow. about him. All right, I no. totally forgot about him. So uh, yeah, that that that's funny. Number two was I wasn't around for that one. Phil Fulmer going missing in two thousand and four. Yeah, it was before my Do time. Do you remember that? Have you ever yeah. heard about that? No, before my time. Okay. And number three, who let the dog out for saving? This was also in two thousand four. Yeah, too early. They brought his entire family to Hoover, including their four year old boxer Lizzie. Somehow Lizzie escaped and was just wandering the rooms of the hotels. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, Johnny Manziel. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Said that he feels like Justin Bieber. And then number five, Tebow was asked the question. Oh. What do you think the question was? Do you like to do it? <laughs> Are you a virgin? Which can you ask can you guess who who asked that question? It wouldn't be Bob Holt. Famous sports media member, gotten into politics. Oh, Clay Travis. Clay yeah, Travis. yeah. Oh, well, big big surprise. Clay Travis has that. Um, tap, tap. You just keep on hitting that mic, Justin. Yeah, you tap that real good, Justin. There you Not go. Not like Tim Tebow. There you go. Hey, oh. Did somebody really ask him that? Yeah. Yes. You know, I, I do remember that happening. Uh, and then a follow-up reporter, like, was asking a, another question but couldn't get the words out of his mouth. And Tebow, like, interrupted him said, I think you're stunned right now. You can't even ask the question. He said, I was ready for that question, but I don't think you all were. <laughs> <laughs> 
Pays to be a virgin, Jacob. All right, let's get to this golf event here. Yep. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Uh, All right, let's do... Hmm. Yeah, we didn't pick an order. Yeah, we didn't We didn't we, find we got a tee to throw up? We didn't find... <laughs> yeah. All right, here's yeah. what... You got a tee? Mm-hmm. All right. Throw it up, Scoots. This is great radio. It hit on the table. Oh, wow. Jacob. It lands on Jacob. And me. All right, we'll just go. Clockwise. Yeah, just go. Yeah, Jacob, Justin, we'll TJ, just Roush. Yeah. Okay, okay. All right, uh, let me get it set up here. Get the rosters written down. Yep. Uh, so we're gonna have three apiece, and it's uh, lowest total score, but it rolls over if nobody wins. So you've, you're basically just trying to pick winners here. No, it's just winner. Oh, okay. I was about to say. I thought it was yeah, just winner. Yeah, it's not lowest total score. So really, if you don't have the winner, need not participate. All right. Well, let's let's pick some winners then. All right, all right, all Yuck right. Him. Mr. Hot Pants Shoffley. Oh, Xander. Here's the thing. I'm going to be very disappointed if this is the one that Xander wins, Jacob, because I typically draft him on my roster leagues because I'm like, he's going to win one eventually. He's He's been sniffing around a bunch of top fives. Um, if he finally gets it and you're the one that picked him, I might just I might just have to fire you. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Justin? Uh, once a once are always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Give me Will's Altors. Oh, oh wow, wild ho- Bill! Horrible pick with the number one overall pick, <laughs> number two overall pick, so, or first round pick. Yeah, that was a horrible overall. Pick, y'all are gonna be pick. laughing when he wins. It's terrible, uh, terrible. Obviously, pick. I'm gonna take Rory McIlroy. Oh, okay. Oh, you're giving me. Oh, this is great. He's the Vegas favorite, baby. He is the Vegas favorite. Um, I'm going to stay local. And uh, pick our guy Justin Thomas. You're not allowed to. You're. Yep. you're I'm uh, picking Justin Thomas. So you, uh, obviously- Justin Thomas. He has been playing great golf. Here's the thing, though. You can't. It's hard to win back to back. He's had a little bit of time to cool off. Now he's going to heat back up after playing in the Scottish Open. Snake order. It's your pick again, Roush. Um, I would have liked snake order. Uh, yeah, it's snake order. Snake like, order. Like, what the hell? It's kind of communist. Of atrocious. It I'm going with the defending champ. Let's run it back. Call him Morikawa. God. Big old suck it. Big old suck it to you, Jacob. Hmm. Hmm. All right, Mr. Sports Talker. Really like, really like my first two picks. Yeah, I'll go with uh, John Rahm. (laughs) (laughs) He was on my list, too, for what it's worth. Oh, man, I love Jacob. Well, you probably should have taken him before Zalatoris because Zalatoris would 100%. No, I'd be taken. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no way. Well, I, w- I was hesitant. I didn't know what y'all were going to do. But you all did leave me the number one in the world. I'll go Scotty Scheffler. Now, that's a good pick. That is a good pick, yeah. So you ended up kind of coming out even, I think. Yep. All right. So we're just doing winners, not total score. Just I'm going to go major killer, Mr. Spieth. Hmm. Yeah, he's not winning. You'll see. And you then got one my more. last you got pick. Your last pick. Um, Snake order. I'm going to go... Uh, Matthew Fitzmagic. That's a good pick. Mm. So hoping you get back to me. Hate it. <laughs> All right, so Jacob finishes with Xander Shoffley, Jordan Spieth, Matthew Fitzpatrick. Good luck, buddy. He hasn't been playing all that great lately, but go ahead and give me Patrick Cantlay. Okay. We got Justin mm. taking Will Zalatoris, Scotty Scheffler, Patrick Cantlay. And then I will round out my team that already includes Roy McIlroy, John Rahm, with the old Shane Lowry. Whoo! Thank you. 
Roy McIlroy, John Rahm, Shane Lowry. All right, that leaves me to slide in and get the guy I was, I was hoping to take last, Cameron Smith. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I like him. Speaking of a mustache. Oh, yeah, and he's got a nice falling He's um, You you can totally play the Alabama or England game with him, you know? Sure. <laughs> he's the perfect candidate for it. He's been playing. He, he's, he's, he's in the hunt. He's always in the hunt. Maybe this is the time he pounces. We basically took like 12 top golfers here. Let's see if we got a winner among them. Roush's final three, Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa, and Cameron Smith. So good luck to everybody. Uh, there's our fun. there's our open picks. Yeah, if we get to watch weekend. golf while we're on the show tomorrow. So we're definitely going to be distracted at times. Like, ooh, look at that awful rough shot that they're having hit out of. <laughs> mm-hmm. Should be a good time. All right, let's get back to the Thornton Sex line, 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. A texter says, my guess is the white tape is for aiming at a specific part of the rim when shooting from different angles. Could be that. Could be a combination of things. I, d- I don't think it's to prevent blisters. Yeah, it seems like something for a drill. I, yeah, I think it's something probably for like their fingers. Like, hey, lay it up right here. When you're coming this way, lay it up over on this side of the rim. Makes sense. Makes a lot more sense. Uh, another texture on the Thornton's text line says, Matt should have had Roush on yesterday to recap Cal's comments firsthand. I could have done it. It was a good post on KSR. Thank you. It was a nice post. Uh, fans were not happy with the post, or they were not happy that Cal is going to fulfill his contract. He's going to stay here. Well, that's more. You, you know, it's just like. <laughs> I thought you said the comment section was getting a little better there. No, no, no we're just more active. There's <laughs> 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 a lot more people. No, maybe, make no mistake about it. <laughs> Come on, better. Not, not better. <laughs> hey, Justin, when does the basketball tournament start? Oh, oh, good question. The TBT? Yes. That's a great question. I'll, um, look, I'll look into July that. July 16th. Oh, there you go. Well, yeah. So this weekend. Because nice. I just looked it up. Uh, very, that's just going to be the regional games, though. When it gets to one location, I enjoy watching it. The regional ones, they're spread out all over. Wait, what? I thought... I thought that was like the real thing. Or is it going to only be 64? Have they all qualified? I think the, I think they only do the 64. Okay. okay. Could be making that up, too, though. All right. I, I hope we're at that point because I enjoy watching it. It's it's a fun summer watch. Um, I I talk about it a little bit with spring football. There's something about like I, I just don't I just can't care about spring football. There's too much going on. But right now, TBT is a good. It's it's it's, it's oh I only have to care about this for really like a week in the slowest sports time of the summer, and there's enough familiar faces for me to to follow along. It's just different enough. Love me some TBT in July. I'm glad you like it so much. Intern Jacob, what do you make of the Elam ending? Um, I don't know. I I think it's cool. I think it's cool to see like older guys that didn't really pan out in the NBA that were like actually good scores just to come out and have a good time and try and win some money. Do you like how the game's in, though? How what do they how do they end the Elam ending? Mm-hmm. What is that? You familiar? They don't play like there's no clock at the end. They just play play like, to a score. Score, yeah. First team. Hey, they have a math. They have an equation. When it gets to the final two minutes, instead of the final two minutes playing out, it's first team to seventy one, and one team may be at sixty five, and the other team may be at. 54. Is it like win by one, or is it like no? As just soon first as you get to, it? to get there. 
Yeah. I don't know. I think it makes it more competitive, I guess. It, the, the reason they do it, and we talk about it every summer, but the reason they do it is the end of games stink. There's too many timeouts. There's reviews. There's intentional fouling, and the ill ending takes that away. you got to play to the final score. And that's fair. I, I like three it, on three. but you get rid of the buzzer beaters. That's true. You can't. You got to have buzzer beaters where games are won or, or lost. But, uh, yeah, so it it's one big tournament, Roush. No regionals or anything like that. Nice. nice. Oh, is that from Krogue? Oh, wow. Krogue came by and dropped off a poster for us. What a guy. All around All-Star. We're very appreciative, Krogue. That's freaking cool. Man. Let's take a peek of it. Wow, wow, it even smells like UK athletics. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It is a cool poster. Good looking poster. It is a very good poster. So they modified it a little bit because Gilchrist and Munk are both on there. Oh, Munk's on the left. Did they Gilchrist listen to Kentucky Roll Call? Is up in the right somewhere. Yeah, they did modify <laughs> they it. They did modify it. Yeah. They <laughs> I bet they uh they heard some of the, the talk. Wow, they did sign. Still no that. Aaron Harrison though. Nope, still no Aaron or Har- Harrison's in general. Uh, I see two Harrisons right there, They're baby. In the back, but in right the back there. Now, no but spotlight yeah. for them. Thirty one, not done. Just seven more. And then, then done, sadly. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. Well, maybe we should take down this big Philadelphia Eagles Super yeah, we Bowl don't, champion. Definitely don't need the Eagles. Come to think of it, you do have Trevor taking up too much real estate for a studio that he much. never even goes to. Yeah, he's yep. rarely here. That's true. Uh, why do we have a casino poster? Like, nobody. Casino was a movie that came out 30 years ago, 35 <laughs> years ago. It's and a great it's, movie, though. Yeah, but it's not. Like, when you think of. All like okay, I get it. Sandlot. It's a sports movie. Like, to, you know, all time great baseball movie. Casino. What does that have anything to do? It's not about anything from here. It just it, it just doesn't fit. No, it really doesn't. I think that might be the one that goes. Might have to be the one that goes. And also, it's like somebody got the <laughs> who got this poster. I bet you Trevor worked at a movie theater or something and stole a bunch of posters when he left. Okay, because like not framed, it's in terrible shape. Yeah. as is. Yeah, and it's about the size of the movie posters that you'd see at the theater. That's true. Yeah, yeah, and he he worked pretty much everywhere. So yeah. at some point, probably did happen. Another texture says, "Are we getting Edwards?" <laughs> yes. <laughs> Talked about that in, in hour number one. Huh. His comments when he announced his announcement made it sound like Tennessee. Also sounded like something Cal was pitching against in his interview yesterday, promising shots, minutes, banners. Yeah, I, I do think that Edwards is probably Who mystery man, to? though. Yeah. Which I didn't appreciate all the House of Blue people saying that it was Cal's comments were directed to on TJ show. What the hell? All TJ show? I didn't know this was called the TJ Show. Somebody said their intro makes them want to jump off whatever the tall building, the fifth third building. <laughs> What's wrong with the intro's great? <laughs> yeah, it makes me want to jump high because that's Kentucky. Exactly, it's the tallest building in America. In America, what, fun it's fact: like the Willis Tower, right? The fifth third tower. What in Lexington? It's a joke. Yeah, a little humor I, uh, for Wednesday. Thought you actually had some fun trivia for us. Nice try, Jacob. I was in the process of looking it up. <laughs> you know, I hate it, to say that the show's ruined, but 
Do we just stop? I think we just leave. We just, yeah, I think we got to get out of here. No, let's play dead air. Let's let's take a break. At least just regather our thoughts where we come back Whew. from that. What we decide to do, uh, who knows? We may not be back. This is Kentucky roll call. Morale is low. She's a 90s country fan, like I am. Hey, I got a Chevy, she can flip a quarter. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Say, man, you got a joint? Uh, no, not on me, man. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call, one so final segment. We've all recovered. We're, we're okay. We're going to be able to finish out this show strongly. And uh, we appreciate you listening along on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. We go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday, replay of the show 9 to 11. You can get Kentucky Roll Call wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call and leave us a rating and a review, and we'll be appreciative of that. Also would appreciate saving some money by going to ShadyRays.com and mm. using promo code Big X. Uh, I'd... I, Wanted to mention this yesterday. It was a little bit of a whirlwind of a day. But their replacement pair, when you go through that, so easy. I think some people think they're going to make you jump through some hoops or if they're going to offer replacement pairs, what's the secret to all that? No secret to it. Now, behind baseball, just between us, we, at the beginning of our partnership with Shady Rays, we were saying free replacement pair. That is true. The pair of sunglasses is free, but I wanted to see, like, am I, what am I paying, actually? There is a processing fee. Basically, you're getting another pair of sunglasses for, like, $7, $8. Don't hold me to that, but it's, it, it was under $10. Can't beat it. Nope. You can't beat it. So uh, this big order that I just did, when I went to the replacement pair, it's easy. They send you a link. It's all on their website how easy it is to get the replacement pairs. They send you a link to your email where you order them from. You click the link, and then it's just as simple as that. Replacement, Replace these pairs, replace these pairs, replace these pairs. You can click all three of them. You can click all four of them, however many you got in your initial order. Maybe you just got one of them. And then, boom. I will, they they replace them. You, just, they already have all your info, and I'm got, I've got new sunglasses well on their way. Roush, another interesting thing about it, too, they try to get you again at checkout with the mystery pair, except this time they even make them cheaper, like the cheapest they've ever made. <laughs> so naturally, you know, we're going to be seeing KRC folks out and about. I got to get the mystery pairs for the people. So Shady Ray is just the best sunglass company in the business. Kentuckians made it. That's how you know it's great. They offer replacement pairs. And each... Sunglass order equals 10 meals donated to Feeding America. It's all around a great company, and you're going to save even a little bit more money when you do promo code Big X. Also, they have a refer a friend program where you get free money. They're, they're, they're very friendly, or uh, user-friendly, I should say. We love Shady Rays. You'll love the sunglasses as well. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Remember to pop in a Thornton's. Get your gas, download the app, save you some money, and we'll keep reading some text on the show here. 
A texter says, Great job with the Cal interview, guys. Couldn't tell it was without notice. You all are pros. Oh, well, we're not. We're not. No. But no, thank no. you. Uh, sometimes stuff like that, it's almost better where you don't have time to think about it or you'd like to plan it out maybe a little bit more. But we did. Everybody everybody stepped up, and it was, uh, it was, a, that was a fun day for a Kentucky roll call. A lot of fun. Well, exciting. It, it, um, Justin made some comment about being one of the more exciting days on radio. This one, and then the day that a bunch of, it ended up being nothing, but I think it was 40 who had a bunch of those FBI docs, and it had BAM involved in it, and we just kind of came in and were like trying to, I, I, I got here at least early that day because I had to write something. I had to write the morning post, and it was like, oh, actually, I'm not writing the morning post. I'm writing about BAM being mentioned in some FBI mm-hmm. articles or something. So we were having to kind of figure out on the fly what was happening as more and more stuff was coming out. That was that was another exciting radio day. I'm trying to think of some other fun days we've had. Yeah, I had a few family members, and especially my wife. She was like, how did you not tell me that you were going to have Cal on? I was like, didn't didn't know. It all it all just came out of the blue. Which which kind of answers a question, another question we got uh, on the Thornton's text one. Did Cal notify you guys out of the blue, or was this call planned? No, it was, I mean, we just sent out the message, TJ sent out the message before the show. And it was, it was like, like 7.01, we knew it was a possibility, but did not think it was a sure thing and had no idea what time, if it was going to happen. And, and here's the thing, too. I never think that interviews are a sure thing until we actually get them on the line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's Unless probably it's good. Nick Curran. <laughs> or Greg Galliette. Or Greg Galliott. they got to get us in the hot dog. Bobby Regan was a, is a reliable. You can always yeah, count he's, on Yeah, he's reliable, too, yeah. And the plan will be to get Bobby back on once uh, – Sports start to pick up, but we don't want to just waste somebody's time. And when we don't have to, but he's if Bobby's bored and wants to come on, he's more than welcome to. A texter says, Justin, how nervous were you when there was a delay to start the interview with Cal? How fast was the heart beating to think you may have blown it? Um, I, so I knew I hadn't blown it, but it was a whirlwind of actions that I had to take. I mean, to, to stop the commercial to restart the live show so it would run over air. I wasn't really worried about the delay, if we're being honest, because I knew the podcast was going to be perfect. I My only concern was getting him on air. And then, TJ, when you asked that first question, there wasn't a response. I was like, oh, God. Yeah. But, it, but it showed on my end that he was on the line. His little light was blinking, so I didn't know what was going on. So I'm, I'm just glad it worked out. I'm glad it worked out too, and that was that was a tough spot. Like we do that long break because we just I I cannot stand the not talking about any one show specifically. It's more national shows than anything mm-hmm. else. Radio shows that just every ten twelve minutes they're taking a break. Yeah, I hate it. I would hate doing a show like that. I, I so we do that daily double. So it's like for every it's like an intermission of a show. Yeah, uh, you go do what you need to do. We'll do what we need to do, and that way it makes the, our segments easier. Yeah, for you to come in and have to just cut that off immediately and bring us back on the air, it's something that isn't isn't done often or I, ever. I don't want to have to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> well, but you were it was it was just funny you were like, "No, Justin, we have to get him now." Yeah, the wife when she was like, "How did you not tell me?" She's like, "Well, that that's funny that I told her a story and she was cracking up about it." And she was like, "I bet I bet all four of you all are going to probably remember that day." And I was like, "Yeah, we will." For it, sure. Not necessarily even so much for the Calipari, but just how frantic like it it could have been any just guest really, but how it hit us, the surprise of it, 
And then the fact it was Calipari made it even funnier. It was a fun day. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate everybody that listened and gave feedback and enjoyed it as well. A texture says, I see the unbelievable insignificance of Earth in the vastness of space as a positive. It's such a freeing realization. I agree with oh. you. Huh. Interesting. I, 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 yeah, I, space is like that, and hey, it is a Wednesday, so we can talk about it, but <laughs> space is a thing where it's just like, if you really think about it, probably should make you feel better about yourself, like, because you don't, you don't really matter. Was or, it Shay that put the grain of sand on Facebook? Did y'all see that? Well, I talked about it on air, but did he post something on it? Oh, uh, he posted, check out a grain of sand under a microscope. And oh, is, yeah, I did not actually trippy. click on the link. <laughs> really? But another thing that can do that with you is also just like the the, the concept of time. Yeah, that's... Oh. And I was watching something, and I've got it wrong, so I'm going to butcher it. But like, if all of Earth was a calendar year... Like, day one was Earth exists. I think they said that, like, Jesus... And we're, we're living on day... On, this is so bad. On December 31st. So, like, today is the last day of the year. Earth has started. Jesus died also on December 31st. So, like, in the concept of time... Human history can all fit in like a week span of the history of the Earth. That is definitely wacky Wednesday idea because I don't get it. Where do, where I need he, to find the video so, that does a but, much better job but explaining it. What are you saying, TJ or Justin? Uh, let's make Earth's uh, the history of Earth a calendar year. Human history is one week span in that calendar year. Got it. I mean, uh, there's a there's a series right now. Uh, Animal, or excuse me, Apple TV Plus. They did a version of like Blue Planet or Animal Planet just with dinosaurs, and it's like, yeah, this is this is we're we're doing a nature documentary about how the world was 50 million years ago, and this is the kind of animals that roam the land. This is how they live, and when you see their behavior, you're like, oh, well, that feels like a completely different planet. It wasn't, but it's just how things operated years and years, you know, in a different time. That we can we can hardly grasp, because things were so different. Yeah, if the earth, yeah, I found, this isn't even the one that I was talking about, but this is a this is a good one too. The first human ancestors appeared sometime during the evening of December thirty first, and everyone on Earth today is in the last milliseconds of the New Year's Eve. If the Earth started on January first. Oh, so it's only a day. Oh, so I get we, it. Or, yeah. yeah. I think the other one I found was when humans have been on the Earth, uh-huh. the timeline of that versus just if you do the Earth as a whole, even without humans. Crazy thing about. Like, we've just been here for a day of the whole of the whole year of the Earth. Not even us. We're just a millisecond. Time. Space. Crazy. <laughs> Texter says, Nick, pretty sure Socrates died of hemlock poisoning. The yeah. Galileo lived to be an old man. I got my uh, my old school, and they're not, I guess, I guess Galileo, was he a philosopher? He was an astronomer. He was an astronomer. But, you know, old smart people. I got it mixed up. Old Socrates. Remember uh, Magellan's, the GPS. I don't know. I just knew him as the guy who first around the world. You never had a Magellan in your car? 
No, was that a brand of? It was like yeah, Matt, like G- Justin. Like- I def- uh, you had a Magellan. No. What, what is it like? Um, it was just like GPS. Remember brand. everybody had GPS oh, and then no. phones were just like, we can do this. <laughs> I was a MapQuest guy. I was, I, like was the, a, I was a printed instructions. Because I didn't get a phone until I was 18. So if I wanted to go anywhere before that, I had to had to print out the directions. Yeah, the, the, the course, the printout directions was a fun time. Poor intern Jacob never even knows about the life of printout directions. Yeah. I bet if he even heard of somebody just having a map in their car, he'd probably just think, but dinosaurs didn't learn how to drive. <laughs> I love inside jokes. <laughs> love to be a part of one someday. <laughs> Texter says 502-414-1450. KRC having in on Cal. Uh, chef's kiss. Roll call. Thank you. appreciate that. <laughs> Robert, there is a grown. Okay. We got we got a lot of texts about this. We yeah. Like, why are you gonna be jerk? We appreciate them. We're just glad that me, you listen. It's putting me in a weird spot. <laughs> really weird. Roush just doesn't want to like, read. Roush just doesn't want to read them. And also, like, w- so we're not gonna read them. You, it's not like we're in a, a war and we're trying to one up somebody else. We're not trying to one up anybody. We just wanted to get Cal. We just on the like show. doing a fun little goofy radio show two hours a day because it gives us an outlet to vent. And it was nice after me doing radio for twelve years to get a basketball coach on the show. I'm happy about it. I think Cal should do more media appearances. He shouldn't be forced to do media appearances, but I think it's good for the fan base when he does it. And and every, you know what? Every, be, everybody love everybody. We'll, we'll be happy to do. We are. Not above selling out. We will totally sell out oh, just yeah. to promote something. Yeah. Like, Good oh, so basically, you, we just two questions and then you do the fine. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to promote, as long as it's not some it's questions better bad. than others. Yeah. And I, and you know, do I wish I could have gotten in a shade and sharp question or something like that? Sure. But it, 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 it served its purpose. One, they were doing a good, they were doing something for a good cause. We're happy to promote that. Secondly, it got me excited for the upcoming season, the Bahamas Strip Roush, and then also Dude, a um, super monster mega classes on the horizon. And you can almost sense Calipari feels it. Yeah, and we didn't mention the specific date, but so Peach Jam is next week. So we'll have like a week of content out of that. And then coming from that, Edwards is going to announce his decision the following Monday. And, and it's the 20, kind of going to. 25th is when he's announcing. Yeah, so it's kind of going to be a nice little dominoes leading into that yeah, Bahamas you, trip. It's going to be so much we've fun. We've got, you'll be at SEC Media Days next week, so we'll know we'll get news from that. Then mm-hmm. the following week is Peach Jam, and then the following or week is that. Same time. Same time. I thought, well, Peach Jam, uh, next week, a week oh. from today is SEC Media Days. Yes, next weekend is Peach Jam. Yeah, so like like P- SEC Media Days is like early on. Peach James is early on. Yeah. yeah, but for all intents and purposes. Ooh, sure. one year I did. Um, one year I did both, and I went to get a rental car, and they were like, "Would you like to just, just uh, upgrade you to a Mustang for no additional cost?" And I was like, "Uh, yeah." And you let your hair down. I did let my <laughs> hair down. Although that is, I'll still never forget one of the. I was just so tired. The Peach James sucked that year. It was it was terrible. There was no good players there except like James Wiseman as a junior. And I wrote about James Wiseman and Kentucky's going, you know. And it was that was when Joel was planting those early seeds, and it was like, oh, this is great. And as I'm, I decided you talked me into going to Spartanburg for the Adidas thing because there was more people there, Zion and Quickly mm-hmm. and some other folks. You're like, just drive on up to Spartanburg. It's only like two hours. And as I pull in the gas station, I get a text from Kyle Tucker. Hey, I uh, just wanted to let you know, give you a heads up because you put it out there. Uh, James Wiseman isn't in the whatever class. He's a year younger. And I was just like, 
God, this week is just the longest week ever. <laughs> You're trying to do too much. Just change it. Get back but to that Mustang. But he about it, right? You were right. Did he jump up? He eventually did. Okay. Well, so I ended up being proven correct. But I just remember being in that gas station just like, this week is going to kill me. But I had that cool Mustang, so that was that was, at least made it fun. Was it an automatic? Of course it was an automatic. Then it wasn't a Mustang. Maybe he didn't reclassify, but that was all the scuttlebutt, so now I'll just get confused if he actually did or didn't. Yep. Because that's time. A texter says, Aaron did hit a clutch three in the Notre Dame game, but Jerry and Grant hit a clutch three for Notre Dame the very next possession. It was dumb how close that game was, but after it, I felt great about us winning it all. Felt like that was our one tough game that would refocus the team for the last two games. We'll always feel like the Wisconsin was the only team that could beat us. If we had played anyone else or had not beaten them the year before, we win it all. I think the year before thing plays a role too. I think not having Alex Poitras plays a role in that as well. He would have been somebody perfect for being able to guard Decker. Um, And I also agree with you too. After that game against Notre Dame, I thought UK was – it was – it was Gravy Street. There was their close call. They beat the snot out of West Virginia. They needed to get refocused a little bit. They got refocused. Now just go finish the mission in Indianapolis in front of majority UK fans. Same way. It stinks. Texture says, congrats, boys. Great interview. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that was the sentiments like, hey, let's just enjoy it. We don't have to dunk on somebody because we had a great interview. Just Roush, enjoy it. How do you feel about 9.1% inflation? Would you say you like it or you don't like it? Not a fan. Not a, me neither. Out on nine point one percent inflation. That's I am a, a fan of the gas prices starting to They're get back to normal. Down. Yeah, They're creeping down. Slowly Especially if you surely. get outside Jefferson County, you can find some ones that are getting just uh, just a little north of four dollars, which is kind of exciting. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I got uh, gas in Bartsham last week for four nineteen. And Thornton's, you'll always find the cheapest gas there. Mm-hmm. Good morning. Jim, gents. Yep, gents. Great interview yesterday with Coach Cal. Always exciting to hear Cal speak. Any dates for the golf scramble? Well, finally listening live. Have a great day and go Cats. Is that Rocket City Rob? Rob? Uh, uh, Rob always says gents, but we you, just hope Rob's doing well. Any of you three have an update on golf? No. You know what? I'll go ahead and just text the boss man right now. You were supposed to do that on like Friday. You know, I'm, I'm a busy guy. <laughs> I had a lot of stuff going on. Good morning, fellas. If you are a team like Vandy who stands no chance of being relevant in football, would you invest nil money into other sports? Try to be dominant in lacrosse or women's volleyball. I know those aren't revenue sports, but might as well be good at something. Just threw Vandy out there, but any team that fits that mold, just curious. Have a great day, guys. Well, thanks for the text. Uh, It's interesting. I I don't think you can. I don't think you can just at least publicly, maybe that's what Vandy's been doing all these years. Vandy's got a proud baseball program. They've had good years in basketball. It's kind of crazy that they haven't been able to take any sort of step forward in basketball as Tennessee and Auburn are doing it, and even LSU under Will Wade were able to do it. Vandy has uh, stayed put since the Kevin Stallings era. Which is crazy. <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, I don't think you can I don't think you can just sacrifice football and put all that money elsewhere. But they're kind of already doing that anyway, so who am I to say? Texter says, Why did the cow on KRC thread get deleted on Cats Illustrated? You'd have to ask Justin Rowland. Yeah. I don't know. Uh and if you're not sure what that is, there was a thread just it wasn't even about a cow on KRC thread. It wasn't even about us, really. Mm-hmm. Um they probably just got too personal, would be my guess. I, I'm not 100% sure, Texter. Yep. 
uh, unsurprisingly, message boards, people not able to disagree with one another. Uh, one texter on the Thornton's text line says, People in London, Kentucky do not brush their teeth in honor of the UK, London. Well, that's a nice tribute. Yeah. Insulting people from two different parts of the world. <laughs> Bill needs a toupee to feel his self. Uh, Jacob, we need you to stop texting into the text line. Yeah, that's a bad joke. <laughs> oh. I'd say Bill self has aged pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's again, one, does yeah. have a toupee. But, but for a toupee guy. Allegedly. Not too shabby. Texture says, oh, they're quoting me. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. People know me. I'm very important. I have many leather-bound books. My apartment smells of rich mahogany. Great Anchorman quote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got bookshelves in my house. Big big whoop. It doesn't make me, you know, I put my pants on one leg at a time just like everybody else. <laughs> John here. Good morning, buddies. Okay, I need your help. I have two scenarios. Can you please pick one? First scenario, if you were at a particular job and you were kind of not happy, a little miserable, but it paid good and there was a possibility, a chance for a promotion, but not guaranteed in the near future. Scenario number two. So that's one. Everybody put yourself in that spot. All right, in the spot. Sounds a lot like this place, except for not paying paid well. Scenario number two. Okay. You have a chance to follow one of your dreams and possibly start your own personal business, but you're going to be short at least ten to $15,000 a year for the next three years. What scenario would you choose? Please, all of KRC, give me your thoughts on this one. We'll got to go talk to you later. You chase the dream, put yourself in financial uncertainty, or do you play it safe, but always wonder what's out there, Roush? The correct answer is, well, there's no correct answer. You got to do what you want to do, John, or whoever you're speaking for, hypothetically. I think there is a correct answer, and you've heard me mention it numerous times on this show. It's not all Life's not all about money, John. You got to do what makes you happy. You can't stay at a spot where you're unhappy and, and getting miserable. Like, what's the fun in that? You got to have a reason and to wake up in the morning and find joy. That's one way to look at it. I think the what I would try to find a healthy blend of you keep your day job, but you get all your ducks in a row for what you're doing elsewhere, if possible. Yeah. And right. try to do it on the, the side, to be honest with you. Or at least like, can, yeah, can you do that while raising enough funds to not be short? Yeah, that's not a bad call either. But I mean, surely, I mean, ten to $15,000 is a lot, but you would like to think that someone like John would have family, friends he could lean on if need be. Worst case scenario situation. That's true. You know, different scenarios for different folks. I, 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 that's, I don't know. Being happy is important, super important, probably the most important thing. But if you got a family and stuff like that, money is important as much as you may not want to be handcuffed to the almighty dollar. Uh, money is, is an important part of life. Let's get the thoughts from the kid who hasn't even started a career yet. Ooh. See what he has to say. I'm I'm with uh, Justin. I'm gonna go with number two. I uh, I realize that yeah. I mean, I've obviously I haven't made a buttload of money in my life or been in the situation to where I need to pick between a lot of money and happiness. But right now I got little money and I'm happy, so I'll just keep keep on that track there. <laughs> Good way to look at it, intern Jacob. Yeah, I um, is it, I don't know what it is uh to go 
just a step further, something about owning your own business stresses me out. Just from a tax standpoint or like a liability. I know it's not that difficult, but there is like just a small business owner that like, I feel like once I would get over that hurdle, I'd be fine with it. But there's something about not having um, benefits. Like you would have, like having to pay for insurance stuff that would freak me out. Does it freak you out, TJ? Or freaks, am I just. Freaks me out more than you know. One year, I just didn't even have any health insurance. That was fun. Oh, yeah. Like I, when I didn't, like just being my first year as like an adult, not knowing that, like, well, I, I've got to go do that. Yeah. I didn't have it for like the first four years after I turned 26. Yeah, it's really living on, on the edge, aren't you? When you, when you don't have health insurance. Yeah. Texter says, Kirby, is there, oh, this is from Kirby. Is there anything more toxic than House of Blue when KSR and Coach Cal are mentioned? Pretty wild how much of a tizzy your guys' interview with Cal made that message board. Some of these posters are the absolute worst of the worst in the fan base. Yeah, and what you got to remind yourself, though, Kirby, is like there's not really a ton of them. It may seem like a ton, but as Roush mentioned, that Kroger display yesterday, the most annoying Cats Illustrated posters or KSR commenters would make up a dozen tops. Like, really tops? And those guys would just be standing in a corner on their phones, not socializing or talking. They're just miserable people for the most part. Why do I have some rubber bands in here? Where did these come from? The poster. Oh, that's right. The poster. The poster from Krogh. Right. 45. But, it's pretty uh, appropriate that the crow get a poster from Kroger. Kirby, all we can control is what you can control. If people want to be miserable and cry and whine every time, they're going to do that. Texter says, this is the same Isaiah Jackson was on a terrible team. That would have been pretty fun Yeah, people year. forget about Isaiah Jackson, and uh, it is a shame because he was really good. You started to see him come into his own and just didn't have nearly man, enough Him and Oscar Shibwe, there would have been zero oh, rebounds for man, other teams. Would have been fun It would just watch. be like, Kentucky, 50 rebounds, opponent, one. And he would have killed it at nil. He was really likable. Seemed like a happy-go-lucky kind of kid. Wishing, wishing the best for him, but he will be forgotten about in UK. When we're listing back all the Cal players, he'll be one that people will be like, oh, yeah, I forgot about Isaiah Jackson. TC from Lexington here, boys. With all the buzz that Cal may be putting together an all-time class to go out on after the next year, for fun, who would you put your money on being the next head coach if that's the case? I'm saying either Musselman or an NBA coach of some kind. It's so far away, TC yeah, from Lexington. And it changes. It's changed so many times over the years. It's tough to see the landscape. And also, who's UK's athletic director? I think, I think that matters as yep. well. Uh, I would love I, – I, Musselman would be fine with me. I, I think – Barnhart's around, keep an eye on Scott Drew. If Barnhart's not around, I still think Scott Drew could be an option. Right. But uh, you could, I think you'll have a more maybe expanse search. Yep. Is Kentucky football still recruiting transfers for this upcoming season? I'm confident in the old line, but still think we're thin at the position and the defensive back position. Uh, yeah, they're not adding anybody new. Yeah, this, they're reporting to camp in two weeks. Be that, great if there was a surprise, but I think they're 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 done. Right. Uh, there's just I I just it, if there's a player good enough to play for Kentucky in the transfer portal, I mean they're they're probably out of the transfer portal by now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Alabama or England with Cam Smith, except the answer is Australia. <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> Kirby That's says real. that we're cowards for not taking Tiger. My brother and brother-in-law will do this little like golf pick'em thing or whatever. My brother-in-law was like, I, I know it's crazy, but I just I want to go Tiger. 
I was like, everybody's going to be picking Tiger. A lot of people are betting on Tiger. I love Tiger. Tiger's not winning the Open. He's just yeah. not winning the Open. I will definitely have a Tiger to make the make the cut bet. And that 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 is, I think, a much more interesting. Ooh, will it happen or will it not happen? Versus just, him actually competing on Sunday in the Open. It's just it's, it's so little value it's in betting land. anything with Tiger. It's just fantasy land. Like the dude is more likely maybe not to finish this round. He's still coming off where he nearly lost his leg in a in a car accident. And yeah, he was able to finish the tournament and it was fun. But he was also not able to finish the tournament and it was not fun. So I hope for the best with Tiger. Expectations incredibly low. Hey, this is Kentucky Krogh. I left the poster out on the chair by the front door of the studio. Krogh, what'd you think of the studio, buddy? Happened in place. Did you see any cats? I had to. Texter says, was intern Jacob's joke really a nice try? No. Yeah. We're, we're really giving him a lot of credit just for saying nice try. Some trivia for you all. What KRC host or co-host or intern has the worst trivia? Hint, it rhymes with shmakeup. <laughs> I wonder who that is. Cal has had, by the way, I did. I have since looked it up, but I was right, uh, not that it matters. The New World Trade Center building is the tallest building in America. Hmm. Which I haven't been to. Nope. Me neither. Did you ever go to Ground Zero, Justin? You? Oh, no. No. I've, Jacob, only, I've only been to New York once, and it was Niagara Falls. That's Oh, okay. So you've never been to New York City? No. Because Niagara Falls is a little far away. I don't want any part of New York City, if we're being honest. Why's that, Scooch? There's just too many people. It is too many people. I grew up in the country. I can't handle that many people. Yeah, but you got to go to New York City at some point. Maybe. Yeah, I, I'm, that's where I'm at. Like, I'm going to go at some point. Still haven't been yet. That's crazy. Two people. Uh, I mean, I'm not even dying to go back, but I will go back at some point. And uh, it, it is an experience. It's just unlike anything around here, really. Even it's not really like Chicago all that much. A texter said Chicago can expand out. Right, New right. York is stuck. Stuck on an island, mm-hmm. yeah. Cal's had six first-team All-Americans since being at Kentucky, and they left one off the poster. And I may be wrong, but I don't think you all have mentioned him. Willie Cauley-Stein. Willie Cauley-Stein. Yeah, he's, he's left off. But, like, that team we, – we do at least – it's like, okay, I get it. You can only put so many people from the 38-1. Just get the Wildcat out. Wildcat doesn't need to be in there. That's true. Nobody cares about the Wildcat. Sorry, Wildcat. Wildcat for Willie. <laughs> Willie Cauley-Stein, baby. Glad to see Cal got hot on the recruiting trail. Back to traveling, getting amongst the fans. Love the show. Great interview. Listen every day. Thank you. We appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, appreciate it. It's wild how much of a second grader some people are about the Cal stuff. Only child syndrome. Yeah, you know, we can only get into the text so much. None of the above, John. Sell your possessions and move to a national forest. <laughs> <laughs> John, yes, for feedback from the KRC folks. Well, you're getting it. When you own a when you own your own biz, you just let the accountant do all the work. The LLC provides you the safety from personal liability. Go for it, John. You can do it. And if you don't, you can always beg or steal. <laughs> Have a good day. Talk to you later. I uh, love that. Like, uh, all of us just beg or steal. And John, I'm sure more podcast listeners will weigh in with some advice. All right, we're out of time. Uh, we got our teams here for the Open. Good luck to everybody. Thanks for all the texts into the show. We'll be back tomorrow. Anything I missed today? Uh, happy birthday, Mom. Happy birthday, Mrs. Scoots. <laughs> Have a great day. You raised a great, great kid. Not so much a kid anymore. Still the size of one.
dollar in the jar. Everybody have a great Wednesday. Thanks for the text. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Roll X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, go. Justin Kalen, Justin Kalen's mom's birthday, intern Jacob. Wagon wheel ride.